welcome to the Conscious Leadership Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss the how-to of creating conscious leadership for business, life and the world. With ordinary people doing extraordinary things and being truly in control of their own health, wealth and happiness. Knowledge plus action with a plan creates magical results. Introducing your host, Julie Hogbin, author, international speaker, mentor, disruptor, and creator of Conscious Leadership, and property investor living in the UK. Good morning. Thought I would do a goal-setting Facebook Live this morning for all you disruptive entrepreneurs out there and anyone anywhere that sees this video, whether it be on YouTube or the podcast, the Conscious Leadership podcast, which will be launching soon, where everything that I'm doing will be recorded in one place, so easily findable. So goal setting. Goal setting has been within our psyche, within our business, within our realms of reality for a very, 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 very long time. And it became very popular in the 50s when Peter Drucker, Drucker, wrote about managing by objectives. Now, the SMART acronym, which is one of the things I'm going to cover today, has been around since then. And in reality, and in my experience and in my knowledge, SMART isn't, A, it's not done very well. That's one thing. I am still working with chief execs, boards of trustees on setting really good objectives for business. They say they know SMART, they don't know. They don't really know it. SMART isn't absolute total skill set. It's something that can be learned. It's something that can be developed. And people say they know it and they don't. So I'm going to go through SMART. I'm going to go through structure. But I'm also going to go just before that, really the context of why we need goals and set goals. So on the motivational video, I said that we are all goal-driven creatures. We are. Everything we do is because we want the end result whether that's positive or negative, as perceived by other people. For us, we get the result we want. So if we have goals and if they're written down, if they're spoken, if they're out there, if we tell people, we become more accountable. So we, if we say them and we tell people, we become committed or more committed to them, which then goes back into Cialdini's seven influencing factors, which I'll cover in a later one. All of this stuff, stuff being a technical word, everybody links together. You can't do one without the other. There's not one piece of research around management, around leadership, around uh, running a business that sits in on its own. Everything molds together. And for us as the individuals we are, we need to be able to link the things together. And that's why I quite often say I've got a filing cabinet in my head and my filing cabinet it's just enormous. It's just huge. And what I do is I can pick individual folders out, individual files out that I then link together to create something, which is why sometimes my trainings and coaching and mentoring, I'm going to say is different because of the amount of knowledge and experience I've got in my head. A bit like an encyclopedia in some things and I don't have any knowledge on other stuff. In other areas, it's, but you know what you know. I can do a session on that as well. So just as a thought process, when we set goals, there's a six-stage summary. 
I still learn, <clears throat> still got my cough, still got my cold. Sorry, everybody, for my voice. Um, sorry for the bags under my eyes. Um, but, you know, hey-ho, I said I'd do one of these things every day, so I will. With goal setting, there's a six-stage summary. Now, what I'm going to say, I'm not, not promoting this, but just so you know, I did write a book on the subject called The Life-Changing Magic of Setting Goals. It's on Amazon. If anybody wants a PDF version or parts of it, I can I can send them across to you. So, uh, you know, just ask. Um, so six-stage summary. I'm going to read this, so I want to get it right. But I've also added to this since I've written the book because things change. I get added knowledge. I get additional information. So just remember, goals are created on a number of levels. Now, if you're creating them for yourself, that's one thing. If you're creating them for a business and you need to communicate them out to others, that's a whole nother game. So you need to have the mission. Um, you need to have your vision. You've got to have the big picture, have whatever you want to call that, because they get called various things by various people. And for business, you need a longer vision than your monthly, six monthly goals that we would perhaps have as an individual. Um, and I know individuals have far longer goals than that as well. So if you think about it, you want one year, three years, five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years strategic plan, possibly 100 years. If you are operating in Japan or if you have any knowledge of the Japanese way of life, they have Aikigai. I can do that as well. They have thousand year visions. So we're slightly a little way behind in that respect. And in Japan, they have the greatest percentage of thousand year old companies in the world. They have the greater percentage. Now, when you correlate goals to achievement, without them, we don't achieve. So think about Japanese with a thousand year plan. They also have family generational mortgages as well. So again, very different over there. So you have your vision, you have your mission, you break that down three, five, 10, 2,500, thousand year, whatever you want. You break the vision down into the strategic plan by subject area or by division area, by directorate area, dependent on how big your organisation is. You then develop the strategic plan into shorter goals. So what do I mean? Smaller goals, goals that are relevant. Um, you break the relevant goals down into smaller goals, into relevant goals for that area. You then break the year down into six months, three months, monthly, weekly for the division. If you can't measure what you're looking to achieve, you can't manage it. So you have to have your milestones on a shorter level than yearly. If you've just got yearly goals, how do you ever know whether you're achieving it or even working your way towards it? So break it down into shorter chunks. Then you break it down into your monthly, into your weekly, into your daily this becomes your, if you like, for want of a better phrase, your to-do list. I can do something on um, how we manage our time. We can't manage time, but we can manage our contribution to it. And then finally, once you've got your plan, you start working on it. Now, I'm going to tell you a story here. I did a piece of work a few years ago for a membership organisation. Their strategic goal for the year, I'm just looking up there to remember the complete story. This is true, by the way. In fact, all my stories are true. Their membership goal for the year was to increase their membership numbers by 250,000. So that's their strategic goal. 
I went in to do a piece of work with various directorates, with their staff teams on how to set goals, how to achieve the goals, how to teach people how to create goals, really. And I spoke to a part time member of staff who worked two hours a day for I think it was two or three days a week. And we were talking about goals. And he said to me very bravely in front of a group of people, well, how do I achieve my goal then? So I said, what is it? His goal was to recruit 250,000 new members in the year. And I said to him, well, you won't achieve your goal. It's overwhelming. It's too big. That's not your goal. Your goal needs to be associated to that, but a goal that's relevant to you within your employee within this organisation. And I basically boiled one goal down for him after a conversation, which was that he stopped shouting at the children of the visitors as they attended his garden. That would help him help the organisation recruit new members because they won't, wouldn't have recruited new members if the children were being shouted at. And it was a membership organisation that attracted children. So it's just a very silly, in some respects, example, but a very um, good and true example in another way of how setting the wrong goal demotivates staff members because he had done nothing, absolutely nothing. Thank you for that thumbs up. Appreciate that. So setting goals is an absolute skill and it's something as managers, as leaders within business, whether it's for ourselves or others, our goals have to be motivational. So I'll talk through um, SMART because it's the one everybody knows. It's, it's good. It's not good enough. It doesn't give you enough anymore in today's society. So SMART, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, time bound. That's the original SMART acronym from Peter Drucker from the 50s. So what does it mean? The specific means that it needs to be absolutely that. The more specific your goal, the better the language you write it in, the more people will understand what you're talking about. So specific is that it's not vague. It's not ambiguous. It's very specific. Measurable means it's exactly that. It has a measure in it. It has a number in it. That number can be plus or minus, so it can be better than, more than, less than. It can be a percentage, so 15% more, 10% less. It can be £100 more, £50 less. But it has to be linked into the specific rather than saying achieve more. It's achieve 10% over last year's figure. People get this very wrong because they just say more than or better than, which isn't specific, isn't measurable. Now, measurable can be quantity, which are really easy to do, or quality. Quality is generally an observable thing. You can still set goals linked to quality. They're harder, but you've still got to do it because if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. It has to be achievable. So achievable means that it is stretching, but it has to be achievable. And when you think about achievable, it has to be achievable to the individual skill set that's being asked to do the thing. So there's far more to this than people actually give it credit for. Uh, realistic, realistic, it's that. Realistic and achievable to me have always been so very similar. And there is a difference in the original acronym. 
But realistic is, is it realistic for the business? Is it realistic for the individual? So what would be realistic? So achievable links to skills, realistic links to the business, really. So, um, okay, let me give you an example of being realistic. So I'm sat where I am at the moment. I am an HMO landlord. I'd also do so. I own my own. I manage them for others and I operate the long lease rent to rent scheme for cash flow. So a minor equity growth where I live. There's not much cash flow in HMOs where I am. Um, and I do the, the rent to rent for cash flow. So I currently have what do I have at the minute? I think um, I think we have 10 HMOs on our books owned rent to rent, not managed. Um, so if I said that I am in the next month, so where are we now? 20th of March. So by the end of March, I am going to quadruple my HMO portfolio by the end of March. Is that realistic? Mm, to go from 10, quadruple it to 40. So that's 30 more houses in 15 days. That's not realistic. Not when there are two people working in the company. That's not realistic. Is it achievable? Probably not even achievable. Truth be told. So is it motivational? To be honest, sitting here listening to it? No, it's not because it's overwhelming. So achievable, realistic, make sure. Now, time bound, um, the more specific, again, coming back to specific, the more specific the goal is. So by the 31st of March at 2 p.m. is very specific. By the end of the month isn't. Because the end of the month is the 31st of March in most people's reality. Um, but there's no time on it. By the end of the week, what's the end of the week? Is it Friday? Is it Saturday? Some people classify Sunday as the end of the week. So be really specific about what it is you're saying. Now that's Peter Drucker Smart. It's fabulous. I'm still teaching people how to do it because most people don't do it very well. And that's just the truth. So when I was writing my book, I come up with another one because when you think about business today and the changes from the 50s industrialization coming through into the more, what, what are we now? What, what arena are you in with the information arena? I think we've come through that. But we're very much in an area and an arena of operation where people want to be involved. People want to be included. People want to know why. We don't very often now, some of us still do, just do what we're told to do. We want to know why. We want to understand. Now, understanding and feeling safe to ask questions is the basis of motivation. So again, one thing without the other doesn't link together. So I came up with, again, an acronyms and acronym um, structure. So I've linked everything from SMART because it's fabulous and not quite good enough anymore into something that I believe covers what we need to create when we're creating goes, or at least have a thought process linked to, and it's called structure. So structure, the S is system, the T is target, I'm reading it, the R is relevant, relevant. the U is understand, C is communicate, T is time, U is understood, especially when others are involved, R is review, and E is evaluate. So you can see just from that, it covers a lot more. So the S for system, if you don't have a system to record your goal setting activities, how do you know if you're ever going to manage it? So your system will record what's happening, what's not happening, which then allows you to review and evaluate, which comes to the end of the structure. 
whether it's a handwritten system, whether it is a recorded system, you need one. You have to be able to measure and record. If you've got staff, this is vital because if you've got staff and employees, you want to know that they are achieving what you're paying them to do. You have to. You have to be able to manage it. Target, um, it's exactly that. So go back to the measurement within SMART. You have to have a target, whether it be a number, a percentage, a positive, a negative. You have to have a measure. You have to have a number. You have to have a target. Even for a quality goal, you have to have a target. What is it? How are you going to measure it? Even if it's a visible measuring thing, you have to be able to do it. That is sometimes through customer feedback. That's why you get asked to do evaluation sheets when you go to a training. It's the quality measurement of the thing. It has to be relevant. Now, this is vital. And this relates to SMART as well. So when I do SMART, I change the R, which is realistic, to relevant. Relevant means that the target is important to the individual that's receiving it. Relevant means that the individual that's receiving the target target is motivated to achieve it. Now, as a manager, as a leader within a business with staff, some of them will do it because you've asked them to. But remember, when you're in working, when you've got staff, they're not doing it for you as a favour. They're doing it because it is their job and it is what you are paying them to do. And do not be afraid, do not be scared, do not be slow in coming forward if somebody's not doing what you're paying them to do. Nip it in the bud, have the conversation, notice, have the conversation. I can do another session on that about performance management. Um, so the relevance, it's the relevance to them. It's the relevance to the organisation. It's the relevance to the customer, whoever the customer is, because depending on your business, that will be very important to people. And it may be relevant to you, but generally that's the least one. So there's four relevances that you can build into your goal when you're setting it and agreeing it with somebody else understand you need to very clearly understand why you're asking somebody to do something why are you asking them to do what you're asking them to do so make sure that you understand the thing because then you can explain it better once you've understood once you've understood it so this is all pre-planning you need to communicate it and communicate it in a way so that people understand now that might be for you to communicate it to yourself or to your business partners it may be for you to communicate to the member of staff that you're giving the goal to. And it may be, depending on what you're doing, that you've got to communicate with a wider team because you're changing things on the goals. Communication is vital. Most of the issues I've ever come across with in any business is due to poor communication. So get it right or as best as you can. I'll do another one on that as well. Um, time. When do you want the goal done by? When does it need to be achieved by? And please never, ever set a goal with the absolute final, 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 final deadline that it can ever be achieved by. Because if it fails, if somebody doesn't achieve it, you're basically stuffed. Give yourself some wriggle room on the time, especially if you're delegating something to somebody else. And then the structure, the R is review, review how you're going, set yourself some milestones within this goal. If you're especially if you're asking somebody else to do it, you're giving them a month's time scale. Don't leave it to the month to review it, especially if it's the time, first time they've done it. You're not nitpicking, you're not micromanaging, set it in, communicate it as part of the goal and then evaluate. Now, 
what I've not perhaps mentioned so far is the understanding. Make sure that the person you're setting this goal to, you're giving the goal to, understands what it is that you're asking them to do. Ask them to explain back to you what it is you're asking them to do so they clearly understand it and they have expressed that they understand it. Again, you're not you're not nitpicking, you're not micromanaging. This may be the first time they've done this. So you're supporting, you're helping. It's a different process. It's a different mindset, mind flow linked into setting goals. And then evaluate at the end, you know, I go into organisations and I say to them, have you achieved your goals? No. And then I'll ask the question, what stopped you? They have no idea. No idea. So evaluate, evaluate. Why are you evaluating? To celebrate success. To realign the goal into the strategic plan. To learn for next time. There's a whole list of why you should evaluate things. Improve the process. Speed up the process. Work out you need more staff to do the thing. Work out that you need to train somebody in a different skill set. There's a whole reason why we should evaluate goal setting. And unfortunately, most people don't. So that is probably a bit of a longer live than I've done on the previous days. I'm still doing one a day. So for those of you that are interested in this about running a business, growing a business, the softer side of business in reality. But again, this is strategic. So this is a harder side of business, but you've got to have both softer stuff to manage your Softer skill sets to manage your staff, the harder stuff to run, create, grow, develop your business. So that's it for today. Um, So I'm going to say go out there, take action, do something that gets you further towards your dream. But remember, a dream without goals is just a dream. Create your goal because that's what will help you get. Take action. I'll talk to you all in the morning. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Conscious Leadership Podcast. You can contact Julie on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest and hear me out. Please subscribe to her YouTube channel for how-to videos and more content. And please message Julie to have your questions answered. Until next time, remember, knowledge plus action with a plan creates magical results. See it, say it, write it, believe it and achieve it.